Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy designed to help you understand your skin and what products to buy. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, bringing you open, honest conversations around the noisy skincare industry. Want the lowdown on current skincare hot topics and key products to look out for? Each week, we interview industry brand authorities, personalities, and some of our go-to skin gurus covering the topics that really matter. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Skin Interview. So today is super exciting. I think it's the first time ever, Max, we're recording an introduction together. Ever. Ever, we've ever. On, we've always been on Zoom or that other app that we use to record podcasts, but it's we're in person because we are in Portugal. Yeah, we saw that the corridor was open open and uh, we just jump on the occasion as you can see yeah so we're here together it's so nice we're taking some time in the sun which is great because i haven't taken a holiday since christmas so this is like amazing uh but what'd you pack Sam? because we did carry-ons because it was all very last minute so and we haven't told each other what we packed because we wanted to keep it as a surprise for the introduction <laughs> So me, Megs, I think you're going to be shocked, but I didn't find any cleanser that were under 100 milliliter. So it wasn't possible to, to take one with me. And I only have one oil cleanser from WellSource, actually, that I absolutely love. But I like to use an oil cleanser before using a normal cleanser. Because, because then they I leave don't a like... little... Exactly. It leaves kind of like a film, I think. So I use it and then I do something that is so prohibited in the skincare industry, but I just use the body wash that we have at the hotel. It's so bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I did too. I, I don't know what to cleanser. do. No, so I forgot a cleanser and I, well, I didn't forget it, but my exuviance, the gentle cleansing cream that I have, it's huge. And I didn't have like any of those little bottles, you know, that you can put stuff in. But also whenever I put something into a little bottle, I feel like it takes away like the goodness of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's when like you kind repackage of, it. It's not the same. Yeah. I see what it's you mean. It's not the same. So I don't have a cleanser either. And last night my skin was raw because... I had been flying or whatever, and like my skin's really hurting today yeah. um, because I used also the the body wash from the hotel, and then I used so I brought my little Typology mini thing. I have a Typology product too. You know what? Typology is great because it's super small it's tiny. and it's very compact. Yeah, but so is it, it tiny that because that's nice. just what they sent us, or is it always that small? I'm not sure. It's a good question. I'm not sure either. But they're really good. I uh, I brought the niacinamide. Yeah, because of like. Whenever I'm in like a warmer climate, I get the bumps on my Bumpiness, forehead. Yeah. And then I brought their hyaluronic acid, which is super great. And me, I have their um, liquid exfoliant, the gentle one, the acid, the lactic acid one. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then I brought the La Roche-Posay that blew up on the plane. The SPF. The SPF, the age correct. It's my new favorite SPF. But it's yeah, actually one yeah. of the only SPFs I like have I really love it really yeah it's like you can try it it's like um it's really a moisturizer it doesn't smell at all like SPF and it doesn't like feel like tacky yeah I see you what know? you mean yeah, yeah yeah I like it better than the Anthelios one oh uh, really a lot better I should try it yeah you can try it but me what I did so I'm I'm trialing right now the Exuvian's BB fluid which also have a 50 SPF and I absolutely love it. I think it's really nice. Yeah, I'll oh, give it to you. I didn't get the stuff yet. Because, I, because you have different products. And has different products. Oh. That's why. No, but I haven't gotten anything yet. Oh, really? No. I received like the next day. What? <laughs> oh, my God. And so the BB fluid, I think it's a great BB creams. Uh, when they're good, I think it's a great thing to have when you travel. Because it's tinted. Yeah. It gives you like a little bit of coverage. 
Yeah. Um, it doesn't have. It, it also has like a. If it does contain a high SPF, it's great. You know, even if you're in like no matter where you go. So I, like I like to always take like my CC cream or baby cream. Yeah. Because it's just more like an all-in-one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I brought the so that's my the La Roche Posay age crack. That's my daytime one. But yeah. then I brought my like Charlotte Tilbury flawless filter and then yeah. um, Charlotte Tilbury uh, like tinted moisturizer thing yeah, yeah, yeah and then just like a little bronzer and blush and yeah. mascara that's it yeah I was me, so yeah. compact I was so proud of myself me I tried so much and every time Harold gets so annoyed because when we get to the airport and my products are just like overflowing my bag and he's like okay like how are you gonna how are you gonna use that tiny and I was like bag. it's fine you have a tiny bag too and you only have two products I'm just gonna put everything in your bag yeah. too yeah um, but I also brought, so I have the oil cleanser from Wild Source. I have the BB fluid from Exuvians. I have the liquid exfoliant because me, it's exactly as you, my skin, when I get in a warm uh, environment, like suddenly Perfect. too, you know, because it was very cold in London and rainy. And then like suddenly you change completely the environment. It gets quite bumpy. So I have that one. And I also have with me the Niacinamide 20% from Palace Choice nice. that I use sometimes. And with moisturizer, I'm using the ones um, I received from Codex, you know, the oh, anti-aging ones. The brightening ones? Yeah, and I really love them. Really? I, I really see, like I them. I can't really use them for my skin. Just yeah, they're... It's my rosacea-prone skin, anything that has brightening in it, yeah. I, like, really have to stay away from. And very natural too, Max. Yeah, Like, you much. smell and, and you know it's, like, a quite natural product. But honestly, I, I really like it. And it's perfect for this type of environment because it doesn't leave any film on your skin you know and yeah, go straight into the skin hot. exactly but one product mix that i absolutely love right now and i saw a huge difference in my skin it's the allies of skin 20 percent vitamin c serum really i absolutely in the yellow love bottle. it exactly nice but it's, it's sold strong out. it's always sold out I really like. yeah i got it on cold beauty i think it's super like you can feel it's strong so i sometimes like the last week i was using it every day and i felt my skin was becoming a bit more sensitive. So yeah. now I'm using every two other days, every other day, actually. I just feel like it really helped my uh, post-inflammatory erythema and pigmentations, really? etc. Yeah. And also it's like, it feels a bit greasy when you apply it. Like it feels a bit oily, but it does, does go well into skin. So before Surprisingly. Makeup. Exactly. So if I put it on, then I wait a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. How did you fit and that? Then, but you forgot you didn't have a cleanser, but you have all the other stuff. Because but they're I, smaller. Yeah, that's true. They're smaller. The cleanser's always huge. It's but always I was big. thinking I wanted to get um, just like a CeraVe hydrating cleanser at the I think we should get at one. At the airport. We yeah. can get one. We'll find it somewhere. That's like a great, if you're traveling and like mm-hmm. you can't, like last minute, they always have it at Boots or something, so you can get it. That's true. But what else for moisturizer? What if for moisturizer? No, oh, the this one, ones. the Codex one, yeah. yeah. And I have like some like makeup, but I don't use any makeup, so I always use the RMS, you know, uncover foundation, which I RMS, absolutely yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I always use it, and I have like a NARS concealer and my bronzing powder from that's Benefit. It. And that's it. Yeah, I brought the only other thing that I brought too was the um, Exuvians Ultra Restorative Cream mm. for my nighttime moisturizer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I really, like, was getting anxiety because I wanted to bring, like, my phytocorrector from SkinCeuticals, but I knew that it wasn't going to fit. And if I had to throw something away, I was going to be so yeah, sad. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's um, to save it. So that's, yeah, so that's our our travel routines, both for getting a cleanser, which is great. What happened the last few days? So we had an amazing coverage with Glamour. and Yeah, Glamour Magazine, which was so exciting because 
previously we like Sunny and I were doing expert quotes and stuff for magazines, which was great, but it was always really hard because our concept was pretty new mm-hmm. for people to cover like our actual business and what we do um, with consultations and things like that. So Glamour, it was an incredible piece. Um, and they covered uh, kind of skin moods and consultations and why it's really important because there's always new products coming out, mm-hmm. but there's not services like ours really coming out often that are helping people to navigate the space. Exactly. Um, so it was covering that. So that was awesome. Um, and 2.0 is live. Yeah, 2.0 is live. We have yeah. amazing features now on our platform, which we had before, but they're just a bit more dynamic and a bit more live. I don't know how to explain. It's just like makes now everything makes more sense, which mm-hmm. is super nice. Much better experience, yeah. I think, from start to finish. And you can also use it like the personal shopping. So if you're previously like in the shopping list that we recommended, there are like seven retailers or yeah. whatever because we're not tied to brands. And so we actually do that for you now, which yeah. is cool. And I think like talking about consultation makes you did an amazing podcast, uh, which is it's this, this podcast, exactly, with Pamela Marshall, mm-hmm. uh, all about consultation and um, like highlighting the importance of it and why it's so important, you know, to have your skin checked, etc. And I think that's going to be also amazing uh, for people to understand also the, the idea behind our business, you know, and yeah. why we're doing this. Yeah, because I think we were actually saying to Harold, um, Xenia's husband, about how it's still kind of hard for us to explain what we do because people, they're like, oh, is it facials? Is it skincare products? Is it, you know, like, because it's a new, it's a new, just this kind of like consultation idea and, you know, these skin sessions and taking really everything from your diet, your lifestyle, small habits you have throughout the day, taking it all into consideration to design a routine that works for you is new. So yeah, we talk about it a lot in this podcast with Pam and yeah, I hope that you guys enjoy it. Is there anything else? Oh, our prints. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had, like, we did an amazing collaboration with Tatiana Alida. Alida, yeah. Alida. And um, she, we commissioned her to do, like, a very unique um, art piece for us, representing Leon. And we're completely obsessed with it. And uh, <laughs> we're actually selling them on the website now. We have a very limited number of the prints. Um, but if you guys want to, want to have more picture of it or more information can just like also Instagram us, DM us, and we'll make sure to show you how it looks in real life because exactly. we have it. It's so pretty. It's on our Instagram. And basically it's meant to tell the story really of the the meaning behind the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, why we called our company Leon. Exactly. So that's it. So those are on, online on our website. So if you visit it, you can purchase it now. So we're also giving a little discount if you're a listener of the podcast. And the discount is um, 15% off if you use the code TheSkinTribute15. So that's great. That's on your first um, session. So I think that's it. I hope that you guys really enjoy this. And as always, if you have any questions, um, let us know. So hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Skin Interview. We have Pamela Marshall uh, of Mortar and Milk, and I'm just thrilled to have you here, Pam, finally doing something together. And I want you to give a little bit of an intro because I won't won't spoil it. You tell me a little bit about your journey and what led you here because I've mentioned you before. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's very exciting. So I I don't even know how to tell my journey. I am about to turn 54 and that's important for a reason because I had an entire career prior to skin. So I was a freelance journalist in California, um, print journalist. And when I gave birth to my second child, the trucker, 
um, my body went into a hormonal tailspin and I suddenly started breaking out and not just like a little bit like proper cystic acne. Um, I had it on my face, my chest and my back and had no idea how to fix it. And I spent five years going to facialists, buying every product under the sun, you name it, I've tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, with zero success. And then I was went to my regular annual pap smear with my gynecologist and he sort of said, uh, hey, want to clear up that skin? And I said, hey, yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> and uh, he got his prescription pad and I thought he was going to give me something. Um, and actually he uh, gave me the phone number to his nutritionist and I went to see her and she sorted my gut out basically through using probiotics. So this would have been the late nineties. So I'd had acne for five years by then. So late nineties, 1999, maybe 2000, Mm -hmm. no, not 2000. Um, and I couldn't like, couldn't believe the changes in my skin. Now this at the time, no one talked about probiotics. No, I was going to say that was so ahead of its time because now it's so like of the moment to talk about gut health, but that was not a thing then. Not at all. And I used to have to drive across town to this funky little health food shop that um, I would get these like big amber bottles of liquid and I would just have to drink it every day. And within a couple of months, I saw my skin changing. Also BT dubs, I was pooing more often. So at the time, I mean, as, as, awful as this sounds, it was like every four to five days, which is no. yeah, really uncomfortable. And now I, knowing what you know, and what we'll, we'll talk about later with the consultation process, that would have been something that automatically would have set off red flags had you known what you know now. Totally, totally mm-hmm. and utterly. It was bonkers, but the, the probiotics got my bowels moving and then therefore my skin started to clear up. And then in that process, I started learning a little bit more about skin and how to take care of it. And then I, my children, so my ex-husband, his whole family struggled with really bad acne well into adulthood. So I kind of knew my kids were going to struggle. So I just said to him one day, I said, look, our kids are going to struggle. I'm going to quit my job and quit what I'm doing and go back and retrain and become a facialist. And, And that sort of started the process. And I had a clinic in California for a number of years. And then ended up moving here with my kids later to get my MBA. Sounds bonkers, but did you, uh, what was it about? What was it about London? Did you have a draw to it? Because I had a draw to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I came here pre-children with my ex-husband. I don't know how old I was the first time I came here. I want to say it was around 2019, 2021. And I can remember being in Covent Garden that first night we were here. He used to, he was um, a bit older than me. So he used to come here on business. And so he brought me one time and I remember standing, you know how on one end of the Apple market, there's the punch and Judy. And then the opposite end, there's a bar. Mm -hmm. I was up there at that bar and standing out, looking over the balcony, we were just standing there, have you know, just chatting. And I just looked at him and I said, I'm moving here one day. <gasps> like, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. I just had that moment. And interestingly, my daughter had that moment when she was 11. So we brought, we brought the kids a couple of times and she was 11 years old. And I took her to 
she and I had, we had a girl's day and we were running around like seven dials. And um, she just said to me, mama, I'm moving here one day. And I said, me too, sister. It's crazy. You know, I had that moment too in, at Columbia Road Flower Market at about 9 a.m. March. I know the day, March 16th, 2014. And I said to my mom, I'm moving here. I had like a, a moment, like a, an epiphany where I just said, I'm moving here. And she was like, okay, Megan, yeah, we'll see about that. And then, yeah, yeah and then I did. So I get that. I, there's a draw, I think. It, there is, there is, it's, I think London's the greatest city in the world. It's um, amazing. I love it. It is amazing. It can be really frenetic and overwhelming at times, but it's just incredible. Yeah. So um, I, I was married for 20 years, divorced and got full custody of the kids. So I said to the kids, when you go off to university, I'm going to, so at this point they were sort of high school. I said, I'm going to um, close my clinic and move to London and get my MBA because how fun would that be? We came to visit. We did a really uh, fun trip, the kids and I, to London the year be- the summer before we moved. We actually left London on August 4th and moved back a year later on August 10th, which is cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And then so I got my MBA, which was, um, I think when you're much older and you've worked a lot, mm-hmm. it came so much easier to me than my my classmates because they were all, I was like the mother hen. They well, were you all, get it. You've lived it. I think that the best way, I mean, best way to start a business is to do it and to yeah. live it. And then, you know, going back and getting your MBA, I think you probably had so much perspective on real life case study. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I didn't think I could treat in this country. I, someone told me uh, that I couldn't, and I don't think that person maliciously told me that I couldn't, but it was somebody who should have known better, but just didn't and whatever. Um, so I started, uh, I got a job with um, a woman called Tracy Woodward. So Tracy gave me my first first job in this country and she's quite a um she's a massive booster of women in business and um she sort of guided me through working in London and the beauty industry here and and then I moved into consulting so I uh Caroline Hirons I met her through Tracy so she was she worked for Tracy as well and we met and she went into consulting and then she kind of brought me into consulting and um and then we sort of we just went different ways and when i realized i could treat i started thinking about it and then i went to an event one night it was a private event at um i won't say the company's name but it's a beauty company like a store and i watched a man i'm going to put him late late 30s early 40s he was there with his wife and he had vitiligo. I was watching this salesperson at this store who was clearly ill-prepared and not trained well enough, Mm -hmm. trying to recommend products to this man. And I don't know if this person, the salesperson took advantage of the moment. um, Or if they were clueless. Yes. He was clearly, he didn't know how to treat his skin. Um, And she said to him, you need to stop bleaching your skin. And I, like my whole body internally combusted when I heard her say that. And that doesn't, I didn't judge her so much. I, I judged the system 
mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So yeah, that we've got these stores where people are recommending products. But there's little to no training and being trained on a brand isn't good enough. No, you know, it, so I just tapped him on the shoulder and said, before you go and buy all that stuff, will you please just come have a chat with me? And I, he and his wife kind of looked at me like, what? And I just said, just, so they did. And I said, um, can you please just, I want all of those products and I'm going to put them away for you because those are not the products that you're going to use. Just give them all back. Just hand them over. Them all it's back. all going to be fine. <laughs> yep. And I said, has anyone ever told you you have vitiligo? And he said, yes, I have seen a dermatologist for it, but they didn't teach me how to care for it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, um, well, this is not the way. So I, I sent him actually to EF Medispa. There was a brand that they sell there that I knew pretty well. And um, at the time, I didn't have access to the products that I currently use, but the brand that I recommended is an excellent, excellent brand. Um, and I said, I want you to go in. I want you to get these three products. And I made him write them down. And I said, don't let them talk you into anything else. These are the three products that I want you to have. And this is what I want you to use. And he got, he cried and it really broke my heart that this was the experience. And had I not been there, I'm not a savior. He would have gone home with all of those products. He would have spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of money on product he shouldn't have been using. Yeah. And I came home from that event and I was sort of enraged. And I said to Nick, I, I, this has got to change it's got to change the way we, the way that you shop for skincare. I mean, he was, he obviously had a skin condition, so it's a bit different. He was looking for a more of a treatment or something that could really treat the condition. But generally speaking, the way that we shop is wrong. Yeah. The way we shop, it's so wrong. I understand why it is the way it is because it's a great moneymaker, but oh yeah, (laughs) in terms of consumer skin health, it's terrible. And I just, I was so upset. I couldn't, think about anything else. And Nick just said to me, write a business plan. So I did. I spent three or four months writing a business plan. I sent it off to brands who I wanted to be in the store and no, not one person responded. I've been there. (laughs) But then Nick said, uh, he calls me Foxy. He goes, Foxy, because he's a graphic designer. He said, "Uh, let me just zhuzh it up for you. And he did. The trucker. I want to say fucker. You can edit that out if you want to. No, this um, is our podcast. So we can we can say whatever we yeah. want. Megan, I spent like four months writing this business plan. I Nick spent a half a day making it look nice, resent it out. Everybody contacted me. I was so annoyed. Oh no. <laughs> I was so annoyed. Um honestly, good design, but that isn't that crazy? But that's kind of how the skincare industry works because you have these great brands that don't have great branding and people don't want to use them as much as they want to use the pretty stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of how it was born is that I just, and then we just put one foot in front of the other and eventually, you know, he was going to continue to do his job, but then we did this photo shoot together and we sort of looked at each other and went, Oh my God, we could do this together. We actually like hanging out together. Yeah. We really like each other. Yeah. We do really like each other. So (laughs) it, it just worked. And then the rest is history. And when did it, when did it officially start Mortar and Monk? So tomorrow is our fifth birthday. Five so years. So the, the 6th of May, 
is our fifth birthday. And um, it took about a year and a half from business plan to opening the door. And that's because we had to find the right location. Mm -hmm. We had to uh, get some money. (laughs) Very important. important. A technicality. (laughs) Technicality. So we had to like change our life a little bit. We moved in our first flat after deciding to do the business. We lived in this lovely house in, in Putney and then we moved into what we call the crack den. (laughs) Um, And it was, we've lived in some pretty hideous places over the years, but yeah. So it, it took about a year and a half to get everything sorted, but we did it. Yeah. And you did it. And now it's such a destination. I mean, we've sent clients there all the time because obviously I trust you and your staff, um, with my own skin and with anybody else's skin, I totally trust you. Um, because you're my fairy godmother. And just to give a little background of how we met, um, if you guys haven't heard the story, basically, Xenia and I did our master's. We had this business plan, wanted to start a business in the skincare industry, but we had no contacts. Like neither of us are from the UK. I'm from Texas. Xenia's from Geneva. We didn't know anyone, but I, I lived in Fulham and I'd walked back and forth past this really cool shop. And I was like, the, the, the mission here is similar to like the vibe of what we want to do. And we want to change the way that people shop for skincare and shake up the industry. So, so I told Xenia about it. And then we literally came in and I had our little packet, our little brand packet and said, hi, do you think that we could sit down just for a second and tell you about our idea and figure out if there's some way that we could maybe work together or do something? And we presented it to you and you took the time out of your day, which guys, Pam doesn't have any time in her day. She is fully booked to sit down with us, two young, like so fresh um, out of you know university women. And you said, okay, the first thing I think you guys really need to do is go and get some proper skincare qualifications. And you directed us to Sally Durant, which is where we went. And we got our SIBTAC qualifications. And then you know we kind of built our business off the back of that consultation process that we learned at SIBTAC. And so, yeah, we really like, you really kind of, you say that, you know, you've come across women who have championed women in the industry, but you are one of those women. So yeah, that's Aww, pretty amazing. So yeah, that's, that's how we met, which I think is really incredible. And then I think that you're right, the mission. And, and one thing that you said to me, there is enough room for all of us in this industry because we need each other to make this happen, to basically change, to change the industry and to really shake it up because we're fighting against some big guys, you know, not necessarily fighting, but I think just trying to shift the, these old ways of thinking. And I think we can actually all work together in a really clever way. Yeah. Think about, think about where we were five years ago and think about now. Now I go with me on this journey because I think this is, this is as much about me as it is about you two. Mm -hmm. Consultations were a 15 minute thing. And now I know it's the pandemic, but now it's, it's a real thing. And I Mm -hmm. think that there's, if you speak loud enough and prove yourself, something becomes a thing. That's a really like not great sentence. No, but it's true because it's a new, it's not necessarily the word consultation is, and we're actually now using skin session because people, when we said consultation, they actually, they think of treatment. So like a consultation when they come to you to do the full kind of holistic consultation and then you guys do a treatment off the back of it. So we are trying to separate ourselves and be like, no, 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 this is actually, we do the skin session and then we give yeah. you a routine, but we actually don't do treatments or anything on our side. We refer. So if people do want to get treatments, we refer to people like Pam and other estheticians in London or 
if you're in Dallas or wherever you are, if you want to do treatment. So that's kind of what we do. But that whole concept of understanding your skin before you then make a decision, whether that be purchasing product or doing a treatment, people don't totally understand the value. So in your words, why is this so important? And I already know the answer, but I just want to hear your argument for why it's so important and why people should pay for it. It's important Mm -hmm. to pay for it. So I think the consultation is it. For me, it's everything. It's the most important thing that we do. You cannot help someone with their skin if they don't, if you don't understand what's going on in their life. If you don't understand what they're using on their skin, if you don't understand their lifestyle, what they eat, how they sleep, you, you, people don't fit into boxes. So you can't say person A fits into box one, person B fits into box two. We have created an environment over the years of of putting people into skincare boxes. You have yeah. acne skin, you've got inflamed skin, you've got you know dry skin. skin. Dry just, skin. Just dry skin. It's like, well, what does that mean? Exactly. And I I don't subscribe, and I don't know how you guys talk about this, but I don't subscribe to the whole, you know, what type of skin you are, oily combo, but none of that. I don't we I never talk about that. Yeah. I think everyone is some level of dehydrated. Like everyone, I just, everyone. Yes. we talk We're about, so the they are, and we talk about our, so the, the word that we talk about is skin mood. What's your skin mood? Because it might be yeah, one, like one day and then tomorrow it's another thing, just like yeah. my mood. So that's yeah. how we talk about it because now it's skin or skin type. We say that's like maybe 10% if that mm-hmm. of, of what's going on and that's something you're ge- genetically predisposed to and the rest of it is a mood it's your condition it's your lifestyle your diet your blah 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 all of it it's yeah. all of it it's all of it and and i think because of my experience with my skin i spent so much money on my skin when it was uh misbehaving very badly and it didn't help at all and i is it joey and friends always says or always, as though he's a real human. Um, Joey, Joey always says. <laughs> Joey once said in Friends, uh, there is no such thing as a selfless act. Um, I feel so good when I can make someone's skin better. And I mm-hmm. am incredibly good at connecting dots, just like you are incredibly good at connecting dots. Um, and I think if you don't have someone actively listening to you and that's the problem that we have right now before is that people weren't listening so you go see a derm and they just tell you what they're going to tell everyone else you see a gp same thing that's not true of all derms let me just say that um gps pretty much though because as i treat many 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 gps and they all say the same thing to me i you know, we're not taught about skin. We know what prescriptions to give. It's um, it's not even, we, we put this actually in, in one of our presentations, um, one of our pitch decks, it's, there's a crazy short amount of time that they spend on skin when they're doing their whole. Yeah. Yeah. They, they know nothing. I have to teach doctors about skin. Mm-hmm. Um, even some derms actually, but not all, but there's some great derms out there. Um, you've got to understand what everyone does. So, um, I, I for example, often women think that when they get breakouts down here, that it's hormonal and it absolutely can be hormonal. It's just as likely, if not more likely to be the fact that they're splashing their cleanser off rather than using a flannel and mm-hmm. everything drips down. And then you put your products over the top and they create a blanket over, over that old, you know, cleanser and dirt and grime and makeup. 
Um, If you don't do a consultation and you don't ask the right questions, you're never going to, like, that's never going to get found out. I have a client who, um, and I'm just throwing stuff out there. I have a client who, uh, I always tell people never use shampoo and conditioner with coconut oil. And it's just like, I, I think coconut oil digested is awesome, but coconut oil and shampoo and conditioner, bad. Um, it breaks out more people. And I have this male client and I, I said to him, well, shampoo, because we weren't making progress, what shampoo and conditioner are you using? And I said, it can't have anything with coconut. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. And then like a month later, we were still having problems. And so I text him and I said, show me a picture of your shampoo and conditioner. It was the coconut. And I said, dude, what? Come on. And so it's fine. You're like, it's not fine. It's this small, but it's something you never think about. Like, no, no, no. One of my, one of my clients who's an influencer and I, I won't say the person's name, but I, they were having breakouts like on the forehead on this weird diagonal actually. And I saw them on Instagram, you know, the little Insta stories. And that person was wearing a hat and I texted them and said, I asked if you wore hats. You said, no, but you're wearing hats. And they're dirty. And that's the reason why you're breaking out on your forehead. So that's why we do consultations because there's all these little things. Tiny things um, and it's little habits. And it's it's one of those things where if you think like, just even if you think about like your diet, for example, well, if I have, let's say I have, you know, one chocolate bar one day, that's not going to make a difference. But if I end up having one chocolate bar every single day and then I cut that out, well, it might end up making a difference over time. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so I think it's, it's one of those things where understanding people's daily habits is so critical and you can't do that. A, I don't think that you can do that in a busy store when there are loads of people around and it's like a bit hectic and you're trying to find something or whatever, and you can't do it in five minutes. It needs to be, we say at least a 45 minute initial kind of consultation, because even then I always go over with people because I'm like, no, no, no. Now tell me about this. Tell me about this. And then one thing leads to another. And then I'm like, okay, do you have 10 more minutes? Can we just like really quickly like wrap up? And even then sometimes it's not enough time. And so I think that like the importance of a lengthy and detailed, you know, consultation with someone who's really actively listening to you. And that doesn't have the intention of just selling you something off the back of it that really cares genuinely about your skin is critical. And like you said, like this whole, like, you know, we get a great feeling when we help people. I mean, it's my, like the greatest pleasure of my life when somebody messages me and says that I've changed their skin and that it's changed their whole life, Mm -hmm. but it's true. We really do care, um, about the person that's in front of us. And that's the whole reason why we started the business. And that's the whole reason why you started your business. So I think that even that is something there. Yeah, totally. I'm like you. My consultation is supposed to be an hour and very often I just, it's an hour and a half. It's so much because there's so many details that you need to go over. And, you know, then we, what we do is we check up with people, do like 20 minute check-ins because we'll know general things, but like, I'm just trying to like the way that within the, within our kind of sessions that we do, we talk about the concerns and like really listen to what the concerns are. Then we go into current routine, which there's already so much feedback to give just from that. Um, so that's a whole portion. Then we go into lifestyle habits and things like stress as well. Like you can even, some people don't think they're stressed and then you start talking and you're going, wait, 
can we just go back to that question? Because it does sound like there's a lot of things that are stressing you out. Do you run high stress? And then they'll say, you know, oh, well, I'm always stressed, but then sometimes I'm more stressed. And it's like, okay, interesting. Okay, now let's go, you know? And so I think that it's just those, even just getting to know the person and the type of person that they are is so critical um, to, to understand their skin as well. It is. I mean, we always, I start mine with, uh, I just, I'm just going to let you verbally vomit. You just take whatever time you need to tell me everything you think I should know about your skin. Just let it all out. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I take, I'm sure you guys do too. I take copious notes. I type almost every word they say. Me too. And I'm like, I am listening to you, but I'm typing everything. (laughs) Exactly. Because I want to, so I do follow-ups as well. And I want to be able to get into their headspace. So if I, before I meet with someone or tap, you know, all my clients have my email address and my phone number. Look, I'm doing this, like I'm texting on the phone. (laughs) Um, So if before I respond to someone, I want to be able to go back and get myself into their headspace. So I'm not totally and wasting their time. I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't have a choice, but in terms of skin health, it's the most important thing we can do. I agree. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously I agree. It's what our whole like business is based on, but I really think it is so critical. And I do feel like people are now starting to understand the value. And in terms of like, so we've talked a lot about consultation, what that means, but in terms of products, because I want to talk about a couple brands that you love, that I love too, that you introduced me to, um, that I had never heard of before. So Exuviance, um, specifically, and then Neostrata. Neostrata is the parent company of Exuviance. And so talk to me about how, I guess, after like a consultation, how you would then start to recommend products for people and why you love those two brands and what's special about them. Yeah. So I'll talk about the brands first and then I'll talk how I recommend. So Neostrata as the parent company is the company that, um, they're a research company and they've been a research company since the 1950s. They have created an enormous amount of skincare technology that's out there that we're using today. So they discovered um, glycolic acid, lactic acid, citric acid, mandelic acid, all polyhydroxy acids, moving into new ingredients that if you don't know the brands, you won't know these ingredients, but they will come out in the future because when the patents run out, everyone will start. Everyone starts. That's what happened with PHAs. That's what's happened is that basically you ended up telling me about it before I'd done any of my skincare courses or anything. And then all of a sudden, in I guess was it like the is it the past two years the patent lifted and now you see you know brands like Inky List using it you know it's it's becoming much more available it is and it's polyhydroxy acids as a group of ingredients there's three ingredients there's um, gluconolactone lactobionic acid and multibionic acid are in my opinion and I know people would disagree three of the greatest ingredients in skincare. And the reason being is pretty much everyone can use them. So you've got something like retinol. Retinol is an incredible, incredible ingredient, but not everyone can use it. And not everyone should use it. Whereas with polyhydroxy acids, it is, they work as a humectant, they work as an antioxidant and they exfoliate gently. And when I say gently, I mean gently. It's not going to be, they're higher in molecular weight than say a glycolic. So it's not going to be as fast as like glycolic, but it's also not going to wound like a glycolic would if you used it too much. Yeah, exactly. Um, So it's much more sustainable. I don't mean environmentally sustainable. I just mean in terms of long-term usage. I always say they make skin better. They just, you can give it to anyone and it will make their skin better. Mm -hmm. Um, So I chose Neostrata slash Exuviance because of their technology, because of their research work. 
I sort of felt like go to the source, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. if, if the source of glycolic acid is Neostrata. Um, I want that or, one. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, it, yeah, go, go to who's going to make the best formulations using ingredients that they know better than anyone. You know. Exactly. Because what I will say is that also some people think that they have an issue, for example, with glycolic acid. I personally thought I did, but actually I had an issue with the, the glycolic acid in the formulation that I was using it in because it was at, there were a bunch of other exfoliants in there and the recommended usage was not good. And now I use, um, I use some products that have glycolic acid in it from uh, Exuvians and Neostrata and I'm fine because A, I use it in moderation. I know exactly how to use it now and what not to use it with, but also because it's, it is formulated very well. It, the formulations are just ridiculous. The, I think you touched, like you said, the most perfect thing. It's in moderation. So using a glycolic, lactic, citric, mandelic, whatever, is, is not necessarily a problem. It's just using it too much. And as an industry, as the beauty industry, we're constantly told we have to have these actives by every brand, every blogger, every everything and books and blah, blah, blah. When in fact, glycolic is an incredible, incredible, incredible ingredient. But if we use it too much, it actually works to the detriment of our skin. It works to the negative. And it's funny. I always, like you said earlier about chocolate, um, I always say to clients, if you have a piece of cake once in a while, that's fine. You're not going to put on a bunch of weight. But if you have a piece of cake every day, you're going to put up on, on a bunch of weight. It's the same thing with AHAs. If you use it and it's your main, you know, it's one thing to have like a citric way down an inky list, but if, if it's your main source of exfoliation or whatever um, active and you're using it all the time, that's going to have a negative effect. Whereas with yeah. AHAs, that doesn't happen. No. And I think that the problem that we see a lot with clients is that they'll be like, my products were working so well and then they weren't. And so we hear this all the time. It's like, everything was fine. And then it wasn't fine. And it's because over time, and this is what people, I cannot stress enough when you're designing a routine and um, you know, you can, obviously there's many different ways that you can design your skincare routine, but make sure that just because it just because it's working okay that day doesn't mean that you need to then use it every single day because it's not going to work like that all the time. You will compromise your skin barrier. And once it's compromised, then you have to go all the way back to the beginning yeah. and you know start slow and totally strip everything back, not have any actives whatsoever. And so I think, yeah, that's the, it's the most frustrating thing to see people being like, oh no, but that product's totally fine for me because it's working now. It's like, well, I'm telling you over time, it's not going to work well for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's very frustrating. We're fighting a behemoth industry. Yeah. But in terms of like exuvians and the products that you love from them, are there any that you would highlight um, for people um, just listening? I know that obviously we've just talked about how important it is to not recommend products to the masses, but what are some products that you do like from them? So, um, you know, I love the Skin Rise Bionic Tonic Pads. I have a real issue with them and I love them. So it's like a love-hate relationship. Yeah. It's probably one of the best on those pads, one of the best serums I've ever used, mm -hmm. but I don't like that they're on pads. That's, that's my problem. Um, I still recommend them because it can make someone's skin so much better. What I like about Exuvians is that they create treatment products. So their moisturizers are treatment products. They are, they aren't just moisturizers. 
They're, yeah. they're treating the skin and we are, you know, used to having a moisturizer is kind of your final protector, hydrator, blah, blah, blah. But actually the way they look at the skin is they're treating certain skin situations. So if you are acneic, this is your acne treatment moisturizer. If you are inflamed, this is your inflammation treatment moisturizer. If you are suffering from dehydration or premature aging, this is, I like that everything that they do is is sort of a treatment, but in a sustainable way, in a way that is usable long-term. So in terms of how I decide what someone needs, it's based on, I, I know the products inside out and backwards. So it's, it's, so it's easy for me now to go, well, they need this, this, and this, because I know that's going to work. But one of the things that we do in clinic is if I'm confused, if I'm perplexed, or if I have someone that's got multiple issues going on, and they're more inflammatory issues. I actually trial things. So we have these little, uh, I'm going to say it our way, aluminum tins. Aluminum. And I make little sample pots, 20 mil sample pots, because what I never want to happen is I never want anyone. I want to prove, and I know you guys do too. I want to prove that you don't need a bunch of products to take care of your skin. I, I don't want to rip people off. I, I want people to trust me and be with me forever. So we will, especially my more inflamed clients, we will, we will give them sample pots and say, go away, try this. You know, we write down everything, how we want them to use it because I don't want them to spend any money until we know it's going to make a difference or it's not going to inflame the skin further. further. So for some clients, I know exactly what to do, but for some cl- other clients where there's, you know, if you've got say somebody with acne rosacea and acne rosacea is so hard. It's so hard and, and you have to be super careful with it. Um, and I don't, I want that person to keep coming back to me. So I will literally give them four products in tins and go, okay, go home, use it. It's enough. It's good three weeks worth maybe. Um, yeah, because you don't need a lot also of the, mo- like from Exuvians, you don't need a lot of the moisturizers. No. I actually rotate between three of their moisturizers because I have different like, you know, days where I need different things, but like, yeah, you don't need to use very much and they last forever. Yeah. Which is great. So, I mean, I could literally go on and on about exuvians, but I want to give everybody some practical tips in terms of ways at home that you might be able to start to do this process. Obviously, if you want to do like a full kind of consultation and redo your skincare routine, you can come to us. And then if you're looking at treatment and want to see Pam, you know where she is too. She's um, just down the road from me in Fulham. Um, but, but basically, what tips do you have for people, just generally speaking, I guess kind of some some just definite no-nos. I know that I have a few in my head. So I think the first thing I would say is if you're, if you're struggling with inflamed skin and it's not healing well, you've, you know that that's a red flag. Let's say if you get an acne spot or whatever and it's there forever and it, it isn't healing, then I want you to look at your skincare routine because you probably have way too many actives going on and your barrier functions probably messed up. So take a step back. That's the first thing I'd say. <laughs> the really easy things that people can do at home, wash your sheets. For God's sake, people wash your sheets. Wash them, please. Honestly, it is. I know it's a pain, but get two sets and just rotate them. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, cannot tell you how many clients I have had. And I know that you guys live experience as well over the years that had breakouts because they had dirty sheets and for no other reason. Yeah. 
because people are gross and I don't want people to be. Gross. It's when people, it's when, it's when people say, when you go, okay, so how often do you wash those sheets? And they go, uh, and you're like, okay, so we're going to, we're going to work on that <laughs> because there's no, there's no, you know, and we're not trying to be rude or judgy at all, but that is one thing that you need to just be doing regularly. I love that you do that because I'm not that way. I'm so judgy. <laughs> I always say, don't lie to me. Cause I'll figure it out eventually. And then, and when they tell me how long it is, I'm like, you are so skanky. You will wash those it. sheets once a week from now on. But people expect me to be that way. I don't like... Maybe you know, I'm just too nice. <laughs> so the older you get, I think the more cranky and, and weird you can be and get away with it. Yeah. I don't have any problems telling someone they're gross. But it is it's true. You. Wash your sheets. And also one thing that you told me, pillows, not just your pillowcases, but if pillows. your pillow is yellow, it is time to get a new one. Yeah. It's a problem. Or go get it cleaned. And or then get buy those, or get a new one. Buy those, yeah, or get a new one. Buy those special pillow protectors as well, because yeah. that will elongate the life of your pillow. Um, you you have to wash those, but you don't have to wash them as often as the pillowcase. Yeah. So that's one. Never, ever, ever splash your cleanser off. Never, 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 never. Always use a warm, wet flannel. Never. When I'm with clients, I generally use do a, a demo with a fake piece of board. I'm not going to do it here, but just trust me, never slash your cleanser off. Wash your hair appropriately. So um, I, I work with a lot of teens. And one of the things that I know about teens is they don't actually wash close to the scalp. Mm-hmm. So teaching, and, and I say this, and I've had to teach uh, adults how to do this as well. Making sure you cleanse your hair uh, down to the scalp and then rinsing it down to the scalp. Yeah. And then when you rinse your conditioner off, rinse that down to the scalp. It takes a little bit longer, but it can be the difference between inflamed skin and uninflamed skin. Also wash, if you've got acne on your body, wash your body after you rinse. Yeah. That's a really critical point. So I started using, um, a new shampoo in the States. I'm not going to, I'm not going to name the name. Um, but I started using a new shampoo in the States and I, I have photos actually on my phone. I got these massive cystic acne spots on my back. I'm talking, I'm talking huge. And I was going, okay, I'm so annoyed because I love the way it makes my hair look, but I am getting back knee from, from the shampoo stopped using it within three days it went away. And so it's so, and actually the only reason I stopped using it was because I came back and I left it at home. So for somebody else to use to get back after somebody else to use, but also because I just, I just totally forgot. And I was like, do you know what? My hair looks amazing. It's winter. No one's seeing my back. I'm going to treat it with Clinisude and um, my like kind of BHA that I was using and it'll go down. But anyways, that is a real thing. And also what we say to people is when you, when you shower and your shampoo is just running down the side of your face, don't let it really do that. There's angles that we can use to wash our hair so that it doesn't run down your face and then make sure that you get all of it off of that, that yeah. area kind of so around your jawline. I always tell people just make your face the last thing you wash in the shower because I yeah. want them because so sometimes I've had people do that where they're like, oh, I can't, I don't want to get it on my face. So then they don't, they don't cleanse their, wash their shampoo, their hair close yeah. enough to the hair, you know, to the skin. And so this gets all gunky and then they get these breakouts around here. So I always say, don't worry about it. Just once you're done with your hair, then you wash your face. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you'll get all of that stuff off 
that goes on there. Uh, if your skin is breaking out or you have rosacea and it's really inflamed or eczema and it's really inflamed, look at your diet. Yeah. If you're not pooing daily, that's a problem. If your farts are really stinky, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, my son always says, I like to say this, but my don't have stinky farts. So getting the, getting the gut sorted is super important. And I, I will always recommend when you first start getting your, um, like starting probiotics, start at 50 billion cultures. You don't have to stay there, but start there. Um, yeah. And then you can go down. Yeah. And do uh, people need to be on probiotics forever? No, no. So here's an interesting one. No, I go, I have been going off and on probiotics since that time back in the day but I do it because actually other things in my life changed um, with probiotics. So I have two autoimmune diseases and those, the symptoms of those substantially diminished when I started those probiotics. So I kind of, I'm on back and forth. So when I start to feel my symptoms coming back, I just get back on them. So I might do a three month stint and take two months off and do a three month stint. And two, but that has nothing to do with my skin. It has everything to do with my autoimmune diseases. So they just make me feel better. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that their overall, like overall kind of gut health and general health, it is really good for you yeah. to, to do around a probiotics. We recommend them um, all the time, especially to those people who have inflammatory skin conditions. Like it's a critical thing. It's kind of one of the number one things that we recommend in the beginning and you don't have to spend a fortune on them. They can be very expensive. Um, and we do love some of the expensive ones, but there are very affordable options as well that are great. So I agree. I think I always say go to the middle. So don't go with the cheapest. Don't go with the most expensive, go to the middle because I've tried so many of them on all ends of the financial spectrum. And I find the ones in the middle work just as good as the ones in the higher end. And yeah. that doesn't mean I don't like the ones on the higher end. It just means that I can get the same result from, from uh, the others. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm just trying to think of other little tips that we have. I think that definitely just being conscious before you buy something and not just trying really hard. I know I get the Sherlux newsletter and I am so tempted still to this day. It sounds amazing. And the marketing is so shiny, um, for new skincare products, but please consciously consume your products, understand why you are buying something and try to understand your needs and your skin needs before you purchase anything and add it to your routine, because we don't need a million products. You don't need the new thing just because it's new. Um, and so, yeah, that would be my final little nugget. Yeah. And I, I, I want to just jump on that bandwagon. We have, as an industry, we have created a graveyard of uh, waste. One of the things I like about what we do, you and me, is that we are recommending things to people that we know will work and we're teaching them about how their skin functions so that they're not out there buying a million different things. My clients don't don't look at those things anymore and don't buy the the advent calendars anymore um, because their skin is in a good condition. Along that fun thing to try all these great products is that we have created, we always call it the beauty graveyard. We've created um, an environmental hazard. And I am a massive, massive proponent of um, recycling. I'm a weirdo about it. Like I wash 
everything out. Every bottle we use in clinic gets cut open. We have to rinse it all out with hot soapy water and we recycle it. We use, you know, I'm a little bit weirdo, but I, Nick and I have been known to go through the recycle bag and find people's food, like stuff in there that hasn't been washed and we pull it out and wash it. Like that's how, but we've got this. Every little, every little counts. Yeah. And we, as an industry, we've, we've really, really worked well to destroy the planet. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that thing where having that next new thing, because you're reading about it, we got to stop with the newness. Like, yeah that's got to stop because that's one screwing up our skin, but two screwing up the environment. Agreed. It's so much more sustainable. And I think that not, I mean, sustainable for the environment and also for your skin as well. Like it just can't handle it. And like I said, I have to try new things for work a lot because we recommend so many different products and so many different brands. And part of the reason that we do that is because also we're matching people's vibe. And, you know, if you don't have a skin condition and you're you know, just kind of wanting a maintenance routine and you want to have, you know, fun with, you know, a space and K product here and there. Like we're totally here for that too, but you don't need a million things and your skin will thank you. Yeah, totally. And I, I kind of want to say one more thing too, that's not on that topic, but is on the topic of AHAs, because this is one of the things that um, I hear about or see all the time. And I know you do as well. People need to remember that AHAs are wounders. They're incredible, incredible ingredients. And if used correctly, can be insane for the skin. But I always equate it to when you're a little kid and you trip and fall outside and you skin your knee and that little layer of skin comes off and then it stings and then it scabs over. And as the little kid in you, I always say the nine-year-old, because you don't like how that scab looks, you pick it. Mm-hmm. And you pick it and you pick it and you pick it. And it takes forever to heal. But as an adult, if that happened, you look at it and go, I need to leave that alone so it can heal. So think of your AHAs, your dedicated AHAs as that scab, that wound. And the more you mess with it, the worse it's going to get and the longer it's going to take to heal. So AHAs are brilliant when used in moderation. Mm -hmm. When used too much, they actually can have a massive negative effect and can screw up your whole skincare routines. I think it's so important though. And because just the whole, and I think that hopefully we are starting to go the other direction with acids and things like that, but you just really, they're hidden acids in a lot of things. And for example, there are products that are advertising polyhydroxy acids as the hero of a product. And then you look at the inky list and you see, oh wait, but there's all those other mind-boggling. So yeah. Anything else? I don't know. I mean, there's so many things. Um, oh, clean your phone. Your phones are filthy. And we, so people always say to me that like, oh, but I don't talk on my phone. And I go, yeah, but you text. And then you might be sitting at your desk, you know, leaning Touching on your, your face. Well, there's lots of studies about how, di- how disgusting our phones are. What, I've read many. The lowest level one is that they're 10 times filthier than a public toilet seat. Um, That's so gross. Yes. And I always say to people, you wouldn't go put your hands on a public toilet seat and then touch your face, would you? And they're like, no. And I go, well, that's what you're doing every day. I don't touch anyone's phone. Like when people hand me their phone to look at a picture, I'm like, awesome. That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to touch it. I'm not touching it. I clean my phone daily. But also I think like cleaning, just general things like cleaning your makeup brushes as well. The sponges that you use are like so great for bacteria to just, you know, fester. Yeah. Um, a hat, 
um, coat collars in the winter time. You, mm-hmm. How many times do you look at someone's coat collar and they've got like those puffer jackets and it's got makeup all over it? Oh yeah. You know? They're filthy scarves. Scarves can completely make you break out. You need to keep them clean and probably not wear them all the time because it just creates that warm, moist environment. It's like wearing those face masks. Yeah. That that creates a warm, moist environment. So you've got to, you know, everyone should be carrying around Clinisuit. Um, but yeah, we haven't even mentioned Clinisuit at all. Oh, I love them so much. It's those little things. I always say to people, look, like, pay attention. I always say to people, wake, when you wake up in the morning, pay attention to the position you're in. Mm-hmm. So are you snuggled up in bed in your face? Is, you know, your hands are right by your face. And did you put a, like a, a lovely hand a body cream or something on that you would never put on your face? Yeah. Or an oil, body oils and things like that. Yeah. 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 So it's those, it's the little details. I think if we start spending time at assessing um, all the little things we do, I always think, wouldn't it be grand if I could just follow people? I know. Like I could just, when someone, I would love to just spend a day with my clients that have, you know, more inflamed skin. I would just love to spend a day following them around or like have a camera on them so that I could see all those weird little things that they do. And I can be like, that's it that's it right there. It's Um, so true. It's mm. so, so true. Like there's, there's just so many things. And I think it's one of those things where when you go see a nutritionist, they tell you, you know, keep a food diary for a couple of weeks and see, it needs to be like that with your daily habits as well with your skincare routine. And of course, diet plays into your skin as well. But, um, it, it is like that. You need to know exactly what you're doing every day because now, and we are routine people, you know, we go to work, you know, we kind of do the same things every day during the week. And then maybe the weekends it's a bit different, but especially with COVID, we're all in these monotonous routines. So pay attention to those things. And I think it's really interesting that we had so many clients whose skin changed dramatically during COVID, of course, because of stress and everything, but also because of the change in their overall habit and skin doesn't like change. We <laughs> can talk for Hours. We could talk for days and I'm so passionate about it. We're both obviously so passionate about it. And I just think that it's amazing. Obviously we've learned so much from you. And I think that just in this podcast, hopefully everyone has learned so much um, from this conversation. Pam does incredible things on her Instagram. So where can they find you, Pam, if they want to, if they want to learn more, because you do lots of educational lives and things like that as well. Yeah, I do. um, I I love that you gave credit for doing incredible things on, I'm I'm terrible at it. Like you're so good at it. No, no, no. I don't do the modern milk Instagram anymore. Like I'm, that's not my gig. I gave it up because um, I just can't be bothered. Um, it's a lot. It's it a full-time thing. It is a full-time thing. So um, Mark and Nick handle that. But I do an Instagram live on Thursday nights, which I will say um, with Nicola Bond from Outspoken Beauty, I have had more people contact me to say that just from the advice from there, that it has completely changed their skin. So if you're someone who cannot afford to come see me or to see you guys, mm-hmm just listen into those lives because there's always little tidbits of information or go back through They're on Nicola's channel. Um, it's outspoken beauty. It's not my channel. Cause I, again, I suck at putting it on our channel. <laughs> I, I love so it. Cool. But yes, outspoken beauty. It's yeah, great. outspoken beauty. And, um, there's a lot, I write a lot in the media as well. So just Google, Google um, Pam, Pamela Marshall. If you have acneic skin. I did a video with Nadine Baggett years ago. I love that video. And that, that I think so many people have told me that's really helpful. So go watch that as well. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Pam. Obviously it's so nice always to talk to you. I could talk to you for 
literally ever. Um, (laughs) It's my favorite thing. So yeah, we really appreciate you being here. And guys, if you do have any questions, of course, you can send them over to us um, over on our Instagram page. It's at Leone, L-I-O-N-N-E.L-D-N. You can book a skin session with one of our skin mentors. Um, They are all trained by Ksenia and myself. Um, So they are very knowledgeable and are there to support you along your whole skin journey. So that's what we're here for. So thanks everyone. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and don't hesitate to contact us if you have any question. You can reach us on DM on leon.ldn or email us at hello at leonldn.co.uk. Don't forget to check out our website for more info on our virtual consultations and for bookings. It's time your skincare earned its place on your bathroom shelf.